Welcome, traveler, to this Jolly Journey Artist Review. I'm Kijo Buchanan, coming in from Ticoronto, Toronto, a dish with one spoon treaty territory. And today I share my space with established Canadian folk music nominated singer-songwriter. Welcome, Phyllis Sinclair, Songkeeper Woman. Good morning, Kijo. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Phyllis Sinclair, and I'm originally from Churchill, Manitoba. Um, my Cree name is Nikomanakakana Wenataka Square, which means songkeeper woman in Cree. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Phyllis. And as you know, I had the pleasure of meeting you through a mutual friend, Thea Hopkins, um, in person at the International Indigenous Music Summit, IMS. So thank you again for joining me today to speak on your album, Ghost Bones, and any part of your music journey that you feel comfortable sharing today. Um, if you want to, we can get into Ghost Bones. Is that okay? Perfect. Yeah. All right. So I understand that um, Ghost Bones was nominated as a Canadian Folk Music Award and that it was released back in 2021. So it's been about two years and you've been sharing these stories globally. So how has been the response for it so far? The response has been phenomenal. Um I am basically taken aback a little bit by the response to it because when I thought about writing Ghost Bones, I thought that it would be something that I would sort of work toward my the end of my career on. So I thought I would write about things that I really hadn't touched on and wanted to. So, you know, I talk a lot about uh, different social justice issues, and I wasn't sure if people would be prepared for it um, but I went ahead and um, recorded them anyway and um, the response has been just so positive uh, so welcoming so warm and uh, yes it's it's been getting great reviews and so on so I'm grateful wonderful thank you and I understand also so you have nine pieces on this album and you're blending different traditional expressions and indie folk pop, and as you were mentioning before, discussing um, a lot of social justice issues and specifically for Indigenous realities. But I also want to know, did you find anything unexpected musically as you're, you're putting this together? Sometimes something else happens in a live environment that didn't happen in the studio. Is there anything that you've um, discovered or rediscovered about your own performance? as a live performer? Yes, I have. I, I've always wanted to do more singing in the Cree language. And once again, I wasn't sure how mainstream media would take to hearing Cree music uh, or Cree words, because a lot of my music itself isn't traditional in that I don't use a lot of uh, the drum beat, the traditional drum beats. I don't use flute music. I use, you know, traditional folk style or tradi traditional indie style. But the difference is, you know, the topicality, of course. And then I wanted to throw in some Cree because I really felt it was important that Turtle Island, Canada, the United States, wherever Indigenous people are, begin to attune their ear to the sound of these languages. And um, so I thought, okay, I will do that. So if you listen to O Land, which is the first song on Ghost Bones, 
you'll hear uh, quite a big section in there where I am speaking Cree. And um, the response to that, I was, like I said, I wasn't sure how this would go over. Oland has given me more airplay than any of the songs on the album. Then um, later on, uh, of course, at the time that I was recording, I wasn't um, sure about how this would all go. There's another song on there called Wawate Inimahitujik. <laughs> and uh, that's quite a mouthful. And I thought, how are the DJs going to, <laughs> going to deal with this? Um, but I recorded it anyway. And um, what that means is the Northern Lights are dancing. So the first and second and third verses are all in English. But when it comes down to the chorus, you know, it goes, it's all in Crete, you know, Wawate, Inimahitujik, you know, Ispimik, overhead. And um, that song was actually one of the first ones that was played by radio in Ontario until Olan took off. So the response to the album um, that I wasn't expecting was the language content. And when I do live shows, it's amazing how when I set up the songs that the people will come up to me afterwards and tell me how much they appreciated hearing that. So, yeah, I the whole uh, language thing is the one that really surprised me. Wonderful. And I'm glad you brought up the song, Wawate Nima Hitaje, because one of the things that I really appreciated about that too was the fact that two things I mean I go to your website and I get to see all the lyrics and I get to see the translations from Cree to English so I really appreciate that um, so you can visit her website traveler at Phyllis St. Clair and you can actually see the translations which is perfect and also the way it is all set up you can see the poetry of your storytelling too and I really love that appreciate it yeah and the beauty and flow of that song I can understand why people really gravitated to that especially Oland as well um but specifically about Wawate like is that also a reminder for you in your early years in uh, Churchill Manitoba or is it um mentioning yeah. something else yes it is you know it seems like um the more time goes on and the more I get older you know I I, I become more nostalgic about home because I do go home, I try to get home at least once a year, sometimes it's every two years, because my heart is really there, you know. Um, I live in Alberta right now, but any chance I can get to go back to northern Manitoba, the coast of Hudson's Bay, I take it. And because so many of my cherished memories are there. There were some hard ones, of course, you know, growing up during the 1950s. But when I think about the landscape and I think about the flora and the fauna and I think about the Precambrian shield and the waves and the beluga whales and the polar bears and the northern lights, it you know, it just, I, I'm just so happy that Creator put me, uh, set my, my feet on this earth in that place, you know, um, because it's done so much for me emotionally and creatively, you know, so whenever I get a chance to talk about where I come from, I, I try to bring that up um, on the new album as well. I have a couple of songs that take me back to, to Churchill. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. And, and was there any other song that you wanted to mention that takes you back? 
Well, the one that takes me back coming up on the new album, which I'm hoping to get out September 30th, um, uh, National Day of Truth and Reconciliation. Um, there's a song old, on there called um, Where'd You Go, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Where'd You Go, Joe is, is about uh, an elder in our community when I was growing up. You know, some people might call him homeless, but he wasn't homeless. I would just say that he was houseless. And whenever he came to town, he would often ask one of the people in town, which was usually a relative or a friend, if he could stay at their house. And he'd stay maybe a week or two, and then he'd be gone. And um, I never knew where he went. And I kind of thought, you know, he was a bit of a wanderer. But years later, I came to find out that Joe wasn't that way at all. Joe was a helper, and he would go to the trap line, and he would help proper relatives and friends with their trap lines when he needed a break he'd come back to town and when he came to stay at our house I just loved it because he was such a great storyteller and he made us laugh hysterically and he made our home feel so safe when he was there so uh where'd you go Joe was like uh I had no idea what what he did and where he went when I was a little girl but now I know and I'm I'm so glad to have uh you know, met Joe and spent time with him. That's a wonderful story. Yeah, that really, um, and, and I'm glad that you distinguish the difference between having a home and having a house. And I'm glad that you brought that up too through Joe's transient story. I like that. I like that. And it actually brings up something else that I wanted to ask you. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with my show, Jelly Journey. It's a folk acoustic show, and it's named in the spirit of the Jelly, the Jelly, the traditional West African griot, the knowledge keeper and sharer. So I'm wondering if you have advice as a song keeper woman um, at this part of your journey to others. I think the best thing that I can offer is to stay true to yourself. And I know that sounds cliche, but I think with the plethora of new music coming out and new artists coming out, you know, I listen to a lot of the different um, uh, folk music um, live streams and so on, streaming music, and I love it. And I love all the indie music, but, you know, I, and it's tempting a lot of time to want to say, gee, you know, I like that song and I should kind of mimic that style or mimic that way. Maybe it'll get me more airplay or whatever, right? There's that temptation. And, uh, you know, and, and we, of course we want to be heard. So there is that temptation. But I found that staying true to me and the sound that I am, with my voice without trying to sound like somebody else and word my songs the way I would and the way I deliver them and not being afraid to say what you need to say, what I need to say, and to do it in a way that is risky, like using, uh, you know, uh, an indigenous language on mainstream music, it's all kind of scary and you're not sure where it's going to go or where it's going to take you. But, you know, having stayed true to that has yielded me far more, you know, benefit, far more joy, far more um, people coming up to me and saying, um, sharing with me their own story 
about them growing up or I've even had people come up to me after concerts and said telling me that they adopted Indigenous children and just hearing what I had to say really helped them understand more um, where these children might be, might be coming from and how they can help these children connect with their culture better. So, you know, when you decide to stand on your own and just be who you are, you'll have something different than anybody else has to offer. Beautifully said. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Staying true to yourself is so, is so important. Mm -hmm. And you don't know, as you said, you don't know who you'd be advising just by being that genuine. So thank you. Thank you for You're being welcome. genuine today. So, yes. So you do have a new album. Um, was there anything else you wanted to say about the new album, the name or anything else that you wanted to share with us? Yeah, um, Flight, I chose the album title Flight because that's what I want us to do as individual people. I want us to fly. You know, I want us to not be afraid. I want us to be able to say, hey, look, you know, this has been my life. And, you know, maybe maybe some people haven't been dealt the best cards, but we can find ways to take advantage of that in some way because we can't change our past, but we can change our future. And I want people to fly. All right. Well, thank you very much, Phyllis, for joining me. I'm really happy to be here. I'm glad that we, we met Cross Paths and, um, and to be talking to you and your audience. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's completely my honor because I am just getting back onto the radio. So this is perfect. The timing is just right. <laughs> and thank you again um, for your advice as a songkeeper woman and staying true to ourselves. And uh, I can't wait till flight takes flight. I'm Kijo Buchanan, and this is Jolly Journey Artist Review. Ashe. Thank you.